Welcome back, guys. Thanks for tuning in to Set Me Free. Um, We are journeying through the New Testament, chapter by chapter, verse by verse. We are coming close to the end of the book of Acts. Um, The book of Acts is a history book of the first century Christian church. And it really... um, really shows and and gives us a good look into the the gospel of Jesus Christ um, spreading throughout uh, the land after Christ had resurrected from the dead. Um, And and we see early on in Acts where Christ's apostles and disciples really pioneered the, the word or the gospel of Jesus, the good news, into the world. And it really exploded um, in Acts chapter 9 when Jesus Christ confronted Paul on the road to Damascus. And we see that that Paul was a man that had not just a call of God on his life, but really a a summons to um, front run the gospel of Jesus Christ into an unknown land. Um, He was basically one of the first men who was designated to really uh, throat punch the gospel and face some serious persecution, opposition. Um, The Jewish religious people of that day, which claimed to believe in God, but they, they wanted no part to do with Jesus. And that was really what separated... um, Paul from the religious people um, is that the religious people put themselves in the place of God and they had a government set up and it was it wasn't you know a very personal thing but we see in the book of Acts that the gospel reached Jews but the gospel also reached Gentiles basically showing that the gospel was for every single person um, and it was available to everybody um, so I want to encourage you to go back and start at the first book and read it, read it yourself. Um, obviously, you can listen to me, um, but I want you to take the word of God for 100%. Um, it is true. It is accurate. And my words are few and far between. But when, when I'm reading God's word, referencing God's word, it's fact. It's historical fact. These things have taken place. These things have happened. This, all this, you know, Jesus said, upon the apostles, I will build my church. And he's talking about people, Apostle Paul. Um, he was talking about Paul pioneering the gospel. Um, and it's still in effect into today's world. You know, it's still, Jesus is still impacting people. The gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. He came, he died for you. He lived a perfect life. And, and what he does is give us access to God the Father. And when we place our faith, when we put our trust in Him, He also gives us power over sin. And He declares us righteous. Um, and, and as we take to the Word of God, what happens is He starts to renew our mind according to God's original design for us. He starts to break lies off of our life. He starts to really help us to know ourselves and what we were called to do. And through that process... That transformation process where Christ takes up residence in our souls and begins to live in and through us, what happens is it starts to affect our entire world. All of our relationships, our families, 
it's a wonderful thing. So I want to encourage you, um, if you haven't taken that time to commit your life, um, by now if you're following me in Acts chapter 25, we're getting ready to begin. I want to encourage you to take that time to do that. Um, No one has to be around. No one has to help you do it. You just do it with your own mouth. You say, Jesus, I love you. I want to know you. You know, help me do this. And he's faithful. Um, So let's pick up. Uh, Acts 25, verse 1. Three days after Festus arrived in Caesarea to take over his new responsibilities, he left for Jerusalem, where the leading priest and other Jewish leaders met with him and made their accusations against Paul. They asked Festus as a favor to transfer Paul to Jerusalem, planning to ambush and kill him on the way. But Festus replied that Paul was at Caesarea and he himself would be returning there soon. So he said, those of you in authority can return with me. If Paul has done anything wrong, you can make your accusation. About eight or ten days later, Festus returned to Caesarea. And on the following day, he took his seat in the court and ordered that Paul be brought in. When Paul arrived, the Jewish leaders from Jerusalem gathered around and made many serious accusations they could not prove. Paul denied the charges. I am not guilty of any crime against the Jewish laws or the temple or the Roman government, he said. Then Festus, wanting to please the Jews, asked him, Are you willing to go to Jerusalem and stand trial before me there? But Paul said, No, this is the official Roman court, so I ought to be tried right here. You know very well I am not guilty of harming the Jews. If I have done something worthy of death, I don't refuse to die. But if I am innocent, no one has a right to turn me over to these men to kill me. I appeal to Caesar. Festus conferred with his advisors and then replied, Very well, you have appealed to Caesar, and to Caesar you will go. Verse 13, a few days later, King Agrippa arrived with his sister Bernice to pay their respects to Festus. During their stay of several days, Festus discussed Paul's case with the king. There is a prisoner here, he told him, whose case was left for me by Felix. When I was in Jerusalem, the leading priest and Jewish elders pressed charges against him and asked me to condemn him. I pointed out to them that Roman law does not convict people without a trial. They must be given an opportunity to confront their accusers and defend themselves. Verse 17 When his accusers came here for the trial, I did not delay. I called the case the very next day and ordered Paul brought in. But the accusations made against him weren't any of the crimes I expected. Instead, it was something about their religion and a dead man named Jesus, who Paul insists is alive. I was at a loss to know how to investigate these things. So I asked him whether he would be willing to stand trial on these charges in Jerusalem. But Paul appealed to have his case decided by the emperor. So I ordered that he be held in custody until I could arrange to send him to Caesar. I'd like to hear the man myself, Agrippa said. And Festus replied, you will, tomorrow. Um, 
so basically Paul's fallen through the hands of all these people um, and he's presenting his case you know he he's saying you know I believe in Jesus is alive and anyways the Jewish people are saying he's blasphemy blah 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 they can't find any fault in Paul they're not you know Paul hasn't in their eyes done all he's done is angered the religious people of that day um, he hasn't really committed any crime, so to speak. Um, verse 23, So the next day, Agrippa and Bernice arrived at the auditorium with great pomp, accompanied by military officers and prominent men of the city. Festus ordered that Paul be brought in. Then Festus said, King Agrippa and all who are here, this is the man whose death is demanded by all the Jews, both here and in Jerusalem. But in my opinion, he has done nothing deserving death. However, since he appealed his case to the emperor, I have decided to send him to Rome. But what shall I write the emperor? For there is no clear charge against him. So I have brought him before all of you, and especially you, King Agrippa, so that after we examine him, I might have something to write. For it makes no sense to send a prisoner to the emperor without specifying the charges against him. So like I said, they can't, they can't really pen a charge on Paul. You know, basically it's hearsay. Um, Jewish people are ruffled. But the thing is, the Jewish people have um, great influence in this day. So they actually have influence over the government. Um, and so ba basically what's taking place here, if I could put it in best practices in today's world is basically Paul being Roman, he, he has an opportunity, you know, the Roman government has a law system that's very similar to the United States that you're innocent till proven guilty and that you have the right to represent yourself. Um, but so Paul is going beyond. So basically it would be like now taking your case to the Supreme Court um, is basically what's taking place here. Um, but they can't quite find something to attach to Paul's case or file um, when he gets there, you know, labeling him have done a crime. You know, it's basically the Jews' word against Paul's word is where we're at. So that brings chapter 25 to a close. Um, I want to say thanks for studying God's word, chapter by chapter, verse by verse. It's the way to do it. And uh, God bless you.